if you have any information leading up to the arrest or conviction of the murderer of Barry J. Bean, please respond to at Mr. Bean Podcast One on Twitter or Facebook at Mr. Bean's Podcast. And for today's guest, we got a father, a leader, a leader in his community, a businessman, Comanche, George, the Comanche boy, Calipper. When it comes to like the YouTube stuff and like that, I, I didn't really, I didn't realize this part about George. Was, was that always the plan when you started boxing or one day you just wake up and decided you wanted to start boxing? No. I was a knucklehead growing up. I I, I like competition. I, I played football. I wrestled. But I was always competing, but somehow I was always fighting. I was on the weekends and, you know, going to powwows, going to 49s. And I was always fighting. I was, and, and I was always getting in trouble. Right. And, and, and back then I was always drinking. So I was a young kid that was a All-American wrestler. And now I just was a knucklehead because I drank all the time. So, um, so there was a period in my life when probably from shoot till I was about 20, 21, 22, man, I was just a kamikaze and, you know, I fought a lot. I got a lot of trouble. Um, and then I started fighting. I joined a boxing gym and as soon as I joined the boxing gym, it all changed. Like I, I committed 110% to, to fighting. Like my life changed. And, and all that that I had inside me in my heart at that time, it all went into boxing. And, and I remember when it happened, I said, man, I, never in my life have I ever uh, been committed to a sport like this. Uh, football, wrestling, none of that. I was never committed to a sport like that. And when I had that, I felt it. I was like, man, I... People talk about eating, you know, living, breathing, and man, I, I believed. Like, I, I knew I was going to be start out. I knew it was going to be 10 and 0. I, I knew it was going to be 15 and 0. I knew it was going to be 20 and 0. And I was like, man, I, I'm going to get a big one. And, and I knew I, I knew I was going to knock somebody out. Like, I, I knew it. And, and I don't know. It was just, it was, I, and I, it was that momentum. So I had to go with it. And, and I got all the way up to 31 and 0. I had a lot of fights fall through, you know, after I was 20 and 0. And you take those kind of risks, you know, to make get paid. And, you know, the other the opportunities just weren't, you know, at that time, you know, because I was still unknown. So I was right. building, building my record up. And and at the same time, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm a businessman as well. And, and it, I'm building um, an experience. And I, so I was going through, you know, Oklahoma, you know, various casinos and even to Mohegan Sun, all the way to Copenhagen, Denmark. So I've, I've been to some places. Um, even my dancer to the ring, Jeremy Keybone, uh, he's my he's my Kawa homie. He should, he's been my whole career. He's he, he he would be at every one of my fights. He was committed. Uh, and so that I was like, man, he came with me to Denmark. So man, we've been everywhere. David Vaughn, my my little brother, uh, uh, Bubba Ed Tahua, you know, all all these people came with me in, during my whole career, and and it went from 2000 and the the ride's been going from about 02 
to about 2016, like, right. and, and then about in 09 and stuff, that's when I just, like, started getting really professional. Like, I got, I really started getting, and my, my game got better. So from 10 up to, I retired for the, those last six years. Those were, um, those were all good quality, you know, those were some good years, um, boxing-wise. But, yeah, it's been a ride. Been a, it's been a hell of a ride. No, it, it looks like it. I think I think with a lot of things, uh, you know, in life, there's 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 that journey, the ride. There's always a starting point. There's always an ending point. From you, what I found interesting about your story is you didn't really start off boxing, like you said earlier. You was a wrestler and stuff like that. It was just like one day you was what twenty three and just decided you wanted to start boxing. Did you feel disadvantaged? There was boxing and wrestling. If boxing was here when I was coming up. When I started wrestling, I'd have been a boxer because right. I was a fighter. So I jumped right into boxing and excelled. Like all the people that have been boxing all their life, all the amateurs right. that have been fighting everywhere, 20, 35, I just went out and smashed them out. Like, bam, you know, I, I, I mowed through everybody. Right. So, you know, that that's where that God gifted power, you know, that's where, that's why I knew. I was like, oh, shoot, I was, I was wiping through everybody. There was a time... And those years I mentioned there that I was just dominating, uh, going to uh, rings in Las Vegas with Zab Judah and Ishay Smith, and I was the one at the at one point one day I was the one hit my chest like I dominated all of them and no one could uh, beat me. I was a young line. I was a young one coming from Oklahoma. They all called me Comanche. That that was uh, I was probably my one of my peak times. Right. Uh, and looking back, I can remember, I can remember the, Hey, uh, um, so yeah, boxing, uh, wrestling taught me the foundation. Wrestling taught me the mental toughness. Wrestling taught me the strength, like being strong. Yeah. I was in a, you, you said that in, in, I think it was like episode one or two about how your dad talked to you about, well, if you want to be tough, you got to wrestle like your uncle. It's that. I feel like, <laughs> There's always been that that, oh, yeah. that warrior there. Oh, there's well, you know, he told me so I was a fighter, so I like fighting. So right. it, whatever it was I do. Uh, and at the time I was growing up in Walters, they didn't have wrestling. They you know, they didn't have boxing. And I, I was just a knucklehead kid, but I was tough. I was always I loved to fight and I didn't start wrestling until seventh grade. But when you learn how to wrestle like it's a it's a whole different world. It's control. It's taking someone down. It's right. you're always in uh you're always in control. You're always positioned. And if you're a really good wrestler, you could do whatever you want. You know you. Right. I got you. You you want to lay down? Uh, I'm. If you're gonna lay down, or if you want to stand up, I'll let you stand up. But if not, I'm gonna put you right back down. That's what a wrestling right. can do. You know what you know when wrestlers know and and then also the the making weight and running and you know you know the going to the gym the drill and the ending hours and hours of drilling and and it's just hard you gotta pop back up you gotta pop back up you're always rotating that whistle's blowing you know um, that part of wrestling by far is the hardest to me in, in my in my lifetime that was the hardest training is that wrestling that drilling that the high level that uh the L, uh, Ellis Hope, Mickey Martin, uh, running wrestling room in, in uh, what was it, 90, 95 at Eisenhower. 
And I mean, we had five state champions in that room and that room was Going just, it, yeah, huh? man. And I was this young, uh, I was this young Indian boy that came from Elgin that transferred over and I'd stepped in that room and I was wrecking shop. I was wrecking shop on there. No one in that room could beat me. And I was the best one in that room. Yeah, <laughs> I was the best in the room. No one could beat me at Eisenhower. When I got to Eisenhower, nobody could beat me. I, I was I was the person at Eisenhower when I got there. Right. Um, there were some people I had to battle with, though. You right. know, uh, and when I left, there was uh, Brian Madden. You know, he was right behind me. You know, so it was like, I, I'm, even even when he was when I was there, I was still dominant on Brian Madden. Right. But Brian Madden taught me, man. He he was a machine. He was a workhorse. Everything I I do in my life that you know you got to be committed and like go hard and not uh, contemplate. And Brian Madden, that dude, man, he, he's just a workhorse, a machine. Like he's a really a machine. And I was like, oh shit, man. You know when I when I be when I'm his partner, then I got a right. and shirt, man. I. But I was lazy, you know. I didn't want to work like that, so I'd go find my partner. Yeah. I, would, I would go pick my partner, yeah. You know, and uh, I was also heavy too. So I was my my uh, junior year. I wrestled two fifteen, you know, right. you know, which is fat boy. And at the first year, I was, you know, man, I was a, it was a bad year. Um, but you know, my weight was one eighty. But I just blew up, you know, got out of shape. I was really partying at that time and came back my senior year, like 189, I believe it was. And, you know, I wrecked shop and just, um, you know, wrestling is really, you learn a lot from it. Well, I, I see you, I see you a lot, uh, even on, on social media with like fitness and stuff. Y'all just did some kind of marathon not too long ago, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what. Um, so I see. I see you pushing that stuff, and and do you work or have you worked with the tribe or anything like that about tribal fitness or? Oh, yeah. do they do any of that? Oh yes, yes. Uh, when you know, I started working when I'm in my boxing career. I was always work full time, and uh, I worked for the tribe. I worked for the diabetes program, and I was the anti fitness coordinator. So at that time, it might have been in 2009, we started a program, uh, a fitness challenge to all the tribal members right. and all the Indians in this area and all people. It was called Workout Warriors. You come to the Comanche Fitness Center and you work out three days a week. It's got to be at least 30 minutes a day. And uh, we had signups. And if you win, you you get uh, a Nike shirt or Nike shorts or one time Nike shoes because we had this grant that was paying for it. Had an account with Nike. So, man, we had, at one point, I think we had 800 people, you know, all different numbers, all, all, always said all shapes and sizes of Comanches that came. We called that program the Workout Warriors. Workout Warriors was in this national. Native American uh, news line called Indian Country. It was right. it had a featured article and it said Comanche boy and I work with youth, you know, doing fitness and they called the workout warrior. They they applauded our uh, or recognized our workout warrior program, and, and that was some of the things I did with the youth because man, that was fun. I, I remember I was tr always trying to get in shape. When you're a fighter, man, you're always just right. trying to like 
get better. Like, I mean, eat right. You, you, you try not, nothing's contemplating, man. You, you know exactly what you're going to do. I mean, you do it fast or whatever. Uh, and it, it was, you, you train like a machine. I remember, you know, the fighting, I was like, oh man, I can't wait till. I, I just like that aspect because with all the stuff that you've done, I feel like you was real business savvy about the, the boxing, but you've always been humble, as in you're always trying to help other people out, uh, the youth especially, you know, and then when you come in like physical fitness and stuff, what can we do better, right? Yeah. And uh, obviously, yeah. we can all do something different, but you've always made a point to, to help people out uh, with, within the youth. How does your past experiences as a fighter, you know, health and nutrition, I guess put that into either uh, your people or, or just the youth, you kids that you train. You know what I mean? Because me, I know cutting weight back in the day, I just didn't to do it correctly. You know what I mean? The mental knowledge to do the it correctly. Willpower. Yeah. The willpower too. You know yeah. what I mean? One of the things when I started being a fighter or professional fighter, I have calendars, so I've got everything, and I, that's how I, I keep track of myself. It's like my physical uh, diary, but my physical diary is. Like my almost like to me is um, it's like a almost religion like because when I'm when I'm running and I'm exercising I, in my mind I'm a hundred percent. You told me that before. Yeah, I, oh man, you're running, I, man, you're running I, times your prayer. Time. My life is I feel so good, you know. Like I and just for me because you know I know what exercise does for other people, but for me, you know, it, it's a. Uh, it's therapy, like man. Right. I, you know, I, I feel uh, I feel really good. You know, when I'm done with it, and I feel accomplished, and, and it, it it feels like all right, I, I did what I'm supposed to do. And, and it seems like it's always like downhill. I guess when after you you do your hard part in the day, right? Um, but it ain't always like that. There's always something. You gotta running exercise for me, and just as running. For me, it is is more of it keeps me in line. It keeps me disciplined. It keeps me humble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which uh, so you told me you ran Mount Scott a couple of times. What's your fastest time up and down? I remember my fastest time up Mount Scott because where I start is when you come in that gate. Right when you come in, that right, right there we stretch out. Sometimes I ran dip in my in my career with people sometimes by myself but my times that were good were with people i remember my fastest time up was like 28 30 28 minutes and, and that's what three miles uh 2.8 or 9 2.8 like or 9 yeah, yeah. Up, a pretty good straight up like, yeah. It just, yeah yeah it's just it's a in your mind going up it you had to say there's 30 minutes of this grind you that's what I had my mind. All right, thirty minutes is grind. Yeah. Just put your head down. And just, just crawl up that mountain. Like don't you don't want your body going up high. And yeah, bouncing up. You're wasting all the energy. So you're doing just enough to slide up that mountain. You're not like running crazy. You know, you're you're scooting up that mountain. Your 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 momentum's low. And man, I mean, there you can't just you. I've ran that mountain so many times. You know, I I ran it for years. You right. know, I, there was. In training camps that I, I did it every week, Mount Scott. Every that was the work, man, because it'll zap you. You know, when you run it fast like that, it, it'll zap you. I got like, my legs are, I mean, jello. You can't do 
don't do any sparring, nothing heavy, because your legs are jello. Right. Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, oh dang, what's his first name? His last name's A. There, he's a chiropractor. Oh yeah, yeah, Blaine. Yeah, Blaine. So yeah. he was telling me they used to run up and down, and him and his buddy did, and his buddy fell and like got hurt pretty bad, like broke his leg or Ooh. something like that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it was getting, he was coming down, obviously. Yeah, you know, just yeah. jelly legs, couldn't control it. Yeah, there's, you know, I'm, you're coming down, you're like going over 15 miles an hour. Yeah. And, and in my mind, I said, man, if I fall, I'm getting hurt. So, yeah. and when you do, when you're going down fast like that, all you're doing is just keeping your body momentum. I mean, right. and you're just, and you, you're going with the flow. Like, it, it's running for you. All you do is you keep your arms chopping and breathing. Ha, ha. And, and right. keeping your feet landing, man. And it just, Man, it's actually fun. Like when I'm in good shape, man, I think I think I've ran some like shoot, I wanna say like five thirty mile, that last mile down there. Right. Like I ran it like five thirty or five <laughs> yeah, because I'm going so fast right. and I'm oh yeah, yeah, there's been some Well they've changed it up up there a lot. I mean yeah before uh, the the outbreak, I guess. They had time limits where you could you could only yeah. hike, but now it's, you can pretty much hike all day, I believe. Yeah, there's there's different times. It's been everything's been different since since you know my time running it. It used to be they would say no one could be on it night or day. You know, right. they have to cut. They would shut the gate. And, you know, in COVID things changed, and everyone wanted to go outside. You know, from being yeah. inside, so. I mean, it's a hell of a workout if you think about it. If you just went and walked up, oh yeah, just man, walked a up long time every other day. I mean, that's a hell of a yeah. that's a good workout. It it takes an hour plus, you know, hour and a half, you know, and then you got to come down. Right. As far as uh, Native American culture and stuff like that, did did you dance at all? No, traditional I, dance. I, I I never I never danced. My uh, my dad, his brothers, they never danced. But my uncle, my dad's younger brother. When he got in college, he started dancing. He he they, he went to uh, Haskell Indian School, and he was a good athlete. And he met this uh, Sue babe. She was Sue. She danced, and um, he he learned learned how to dance to the Sue. And he was probably like in his twenties. What was his name? His name's George Chattanooga. Okay, so uh, Melinda, my youth group director, her name's uh, Melinda Waters. She she told me that she knew your uncle George. Yeah. She danced with him. Yeah, yeah. He started in his twenties. So he's kind of like me in boxing. He's right. Like, it's good. Just so they used to dance at the fairgrounds or something like that. Yeah, he's been all over. He's really good. He's a. Uh, I remember watching him. You know, growing up. You know, I, I never did. My dad didn't. He didn't. He didn't press me. And you know, his was always athletics. That was just like we all all of us kids like we knew it was like it was all about athletics right. that was that was the, what he wanted to teach us and we all was trying we was all trying to be the the uh, d1 that's what we all said <laughs> it's all about d1 who's going d1 and you check this out so that the that lady melinda her nephew is uh that lindy waters that plays for okc oh yeah, yeah 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 he's he's going beyond what I did he's on the and that that's what we want you know that's what we want right there you seeing Indian people out there in the NBA playing for the for OKC Thunder like right. there's this Indian boys cowboy right here right. You know, doing the up right here you know that's what we want and our people can do that our people we're all capable we're all I mean and it's all about unity and education yeah. What are you gonna do when your boys get into boxing? 
You know, you got a plan for them. You just gonna it happens. Oh it happens. man, that would be. That would, of course, you know that would be every uh, father's former. That's a professional boxer right. like me. That would be a dream, you know. Um, but those type of sports, um, it's not a game. You know, it's not it's not a game. He goes play and signs up and he, he quit any time. You know, right. if you're gonna fight, you're gonna fight. Right. And, and that's what I told him. So, you know, once you commit to it, you're going to you're going to you're going to do it. And you're going to fight for. I fought until I was 37. Right. Yeah. 37 years old. And if they start young, they don't they can fight their 20s. You know, right. Retire in their 30s, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, um, but if you're going to do it, do it. No, no, whatever. You know, you get going and get, you got like anything you got to get that experience you got to get you got to put in those those local fights the little up and downs the amateur you know i didn't have that that opportunity to go that route but they got that opportunity to go that right route so right in an amateur you fight a, a a tough tournament like a national tournament then you you'll fight some people that can tune you up or you're going to tune them up so yeah when it comes to the, the, the national level for youth, uh, how, how big is that? Because you hear stuff like, you know, Tyson, he talks about the amateur circuits where they thought he was too old from, you know, when he was doing amateur stuff. How big of a deal is that at well, the youth level? Well, I think if, if you're talking for the youth kid to be recognized fighter, right? it's it's the ultimate it is the only one you use you you use this he's an amateur fighter he's uh one uh, oklahoma golden state is not the you know, i'm talking about the national he's won the national right. golden glove or he's won the usa national boxing title i mean the the big tournament and if you're winning the big tournaments then it's hey and then you can the one they're the ones that they fight in those world competitions. Those are just hey, you know, right. fighting the Mexicans, you know. You know, Mexican fighters, man, they know everything. They know jumping just I'm like I'm just so like, wow, man. I, right. I wish I had one of them old school and we call them, we'd say Utah balls. And if I had some Utah balls that knew this boxing like they knew had around here, oh man. Man, they, I learned so much from them, from wrapping hands, from cuts, from, um, you know, stretching out right. I mean, they, these old school guys hitting speed bags, how to work the double-ended bag, how to hit the heavy bag, you know, mitts. I mean, and that, that's what I learned being in like a, a Mexican gym. Right. Know? I've been in different ones, but yeah, that that I really learned, and, and it's like like it reminded me of wrestling, having a good wrestling coach, someone that knew you know you know a good wrestling coach, right. you know good stance. It's all about the stance and good shots, nothing sloppy, you know nothing crazy stuff. Everything's everything's basic, but you set it up right. You know it's how you set your shots up. Like even wrestling's like that. I mean, if if you look at the national level, the national freestyle, the national Greco terms they have. I mean, that, I didn't realize. I mean that stuff is all over, man. It's it's changed now. Wrestling, yeah. it, wrestling, even collegiate wrestling isn't the same anymore. It's now these kids that are being collegiate wrestlers, they're going to be MMA fighters, and they're going to be great MMA fighters. They're going to be. Hey. They're all there's not all of them, but there's some of them that got God gifted power. 
Well, no, I, no, I like Johnny Hendricks back in the day, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. even Chuck Liddell, I wrestled he was his Chuck, brother. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he beat me. I forgot his name. Man, it was it was my junior year. I was a fat boy coming down. Man, I had him, and then I just gassed. I just I had to. I just gave up a lot of matches, man. Just it was a, a rough spot. I don't know why. And at that time, I really was wanting to quit wrestling. Right. You know, and I was young. Knuckleheads partying like every weekend I was partying, you know, like Friday night, Saturday night, you know, and then I go through the week and I party, you know, every night. That's why I, I drank, you know, I was just right. partying, you know, and it was just it affected my my athletics, and you know, my dad beyond me. I was a little man already. I could I could fend for myself. I could. I was, you know, I, I mean, I, I wasn't paying my bills or nothing like that. But, I mean, if I had to live somewhere, I, mean, I could, right. you know, but, yeah. And his, his, my dad, when he raised me, he it was all about, you know, it was going to college. You know, you know getting a degree, he said, oh, you know, getting that degree. And, and uh, But he was talking about using athletics, particularly wrestling. Uh, to go to school, pay for your college, and you know. tool, right. and then he he said what it does for the notoriety for people. He said, you know, you're a you're you're an Indian boy from Southwest Oklahoma. You, you represent, you know, someone that's been down before. That someone that man, man. I remember, <laughs> man. I remember one time I was 18 years old. I was in city of Lawton Jail. Sitting across these other people, <laughs> and everybody's all talking, and, <laughs> and this dude was like, "Man, this this boy's full of shit." He said, "He's saying he's going to college wrestling. He's in he's in jail with us." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember. I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going." <laughs> man, I was man, I was fat. I was like, man, I was probably two twenty, you know. And I got recruited for one seventy seven. I was going to Delaware State. And, uh, and it was in June, and I graduated in May, and it's just at the first of June, somewhere there, I was turned out, I was 18, and graduated, and just, you know, drinking, and right. got, got, yeah, it was funny, man, uh, and I remember that, I remember, I'm, and my dad wouldn't get me out, I sat in the city lot in jail for two weeks. Did he let and, you stay there? Maybe yeah, yeah. stay there, I was yeah. like, man, I, and... Um, Cause I was drinking bad. Right. I was drinking bad, and and my sister, I, I had another week to go, and my sister, she she saved me. She said, "Don't tell dad." I was like, ah, I got out. You know, <laughs> yeah. And then and I got out, and I think there was one weekend, and then the next weekend was Walter's powwow, and. They had the 49s, and you know, I was 18, and man, I got thrown in jail that weekend, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, drinking, you know, from alcohol. Right. Yeah, it's just like, that makes me proud, like, from um, for my kids, you know, because, you know, I know they got to live that life, you know, right. and I can't stop them. You know, right. once they get older and, you know, once they make those choices, I hope they learn because, man, I walked a lot of those roads and I know a lot of those right. endless roads, wild days. No, I talked about I, I talked about something like that when my last podcast. I was talking like it was almost in my DNA to be in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just based off who my dad was and stuff like that. And 
I do think about that, and I think about that with my kids too. Like I know they're going to do some crazy shit. I can just help guide them. And in one of the YouTube videos, you talk about your your greatest influence was your dad. Talking about how he wants you to be, you know, be humble and stuff like that, not just talker. What's funny to me when I read that, I believe I texted you about it or something like that, and I was like, "That's the your dad wants you to be. That's the only way I know you." You know what I mean? So when you take that into raising your kids, they're going to try, try to say, you know, they're not like their dad at one point. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like he knew who you was way better than you thought so. And do you, and do you think you know your kids way better than they know? Yeah. The wise man, you know, yeah. that's been there before, you know, that, um, you know, he's seen me. I, I, I couldn't even imagine how he felt when I was growing up and had to worry about, you know, you know, I've got a, I've got a 17 year old son, my oldest one, you know, right. he's, uh, and he was my first, you know, once I had my first kid, I never, I never fell asleep ever in my life again, the same way. I didn't like, I remember sometimes I could just sleep like forever, you know, but when you have a kid for me, I just couldn't sleep like that. Like, but I mean, I'd sleep good. Don't get me wrong. But you're always worried. Like, you're like, where's my kid? You know. And, um, yeah. So anyhow, but like with with Nakona, you know, my dad raised me. So man, I and we had always was a really tight unit. You know, I it was me, my dad, and and my boys, and it was it was a they what they say the extended family, right? Yeah, and um, and I was doing so much, so my dad was just like, you know, he was just like the nanny, <laughs> you know. Right. But yeah, and it, it was just grandpa, man. He was, you know, and man, it was just wonderful. And, and my brother, you know, my brother, he stayed with me too, and my brother handled all the business, you know, because we had a lot of stuff going on. Right. And 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 he cleaned, man. He man, he kept up with stuff like he. When, and that was, that was in the heydays when we was rocking it, bro. And we was, you know, fighting, you know, going to, you know, Connecticut. You know, there were some big events that we went. There was times in Oklahoma that we had charter buses going to northern Oklahoma or going to Hard Rock in Tulsa or, or going to Remington Park in Oklahoma City. I was fighting all these weekends. And when I first started out, man, I was fighting like, shoot, every month. Like, yeah, I, I was fun. Yeah, that's what I was just, right. you know, I knew these guys I could beat, so I just go, bam, 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 you know, because they're promoting me up. They're trying to get me the bigger fights. Right. And, you know, I, the promoters will try to increase it at the time. The, the one thing about education, you know, you're, you're the master of your own destiny, you know, and, and when I was fighting, I ran the show. Nobody, I, I, I made the choice, yes or no. I, I, at the end of the day, I accepted or declined right. that person for that amount of money. Uh, and sometimes the money was there, but I wanted them to take me in where, where I start going at the end. Or when I was about to retire, I would ask. I would ask for my dancer. A lot of times, like Denmark, man, it was water. Oh, break them all over. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. So, yeah, the... When I went to Copenhagen, Denmark, man, they just, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, they wanted us all. It was like, it was like, damn, I felt like, man, felt like my German heritage was coming. Cause yeah, I'm a quarter German. 
I was taking eye. I was like, shoot, I was on pump. <laughs> we got, yeah, well, yeah, that's a whole story in itself right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we got to, we got to real quick, we got to Copenhagen, man. It was, it was just, it was badass, man. It was, I, I, what, what is this? What's this Comanche boy doing in Copenhagen, Denmark? Like right. walking down the streets in your mind, you're thinking like, what am I doing to Denmark? Look, like, I'm in fucking Denmark right here. And we'd be laughing. <laughs> it's kind of shell shocking, actually. Yeah, man, just, yeah. Even, I mean, for me, I grew up in a small town in Geary, Oklahoma, right? So joining the military and getting out and stuff, you know, yeah. it was a different. Dude, when I was in basic training, you know, you do the, the whole meet and greet thing, right? And everybody's asking, so... You introduce yourself, tell me where you're from. I said I was from Oklahoma, and no shit, this kid asked me if I'd ever seen an Indian before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought he was, yeah. but he was serious, though. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, Man, I'm from I, Oklahoma, I, of course. You know, um, and, and me, when I grew up, in my point in time, in my in my years coming up, I, I, was, um, I was mixed. So I remember initially in my family, I was the one that was part white. Right. And then all my older, my brothers, there was my... Brothers, cousins, but there's like my brothers. They always, they made me made me cry and call me white boy. <laughs> I've been crying, fighting. Uh, man, I've been yeah. So man, I've been fighting for a long time. Man. Yeah, well, I was about to ask you that. You think that had a had an influence on you being had to be being tough, but. So I, I got a history of, I come from a fighting family. I, I come from you know my my uncle Nolan. You know he. He, he was a legend in himself and as a boxer right. and, and lot you know he he was he he was the man in boxing and and at his weight I think he might have been 14 15 years old and at, at that time Thomason was a school in lot and he he was the top Nolan Nolan Tadnapper you know he was the top he was a top fighter and he was knocked boys out yeah he, he was a legend himself but same thing with him alcohol you know, mm. Alcohol uh, and he was a kamikaze, and man, I I couldn't even tell you the stories that he could tell you if, if he wants to share, just because you know alcohol is a dangerous road, and then when you you're a kamikaze living on the edge of it, ooh, well you know, yeah. you know, we, and we all know, you know, we, right. even me, I. I you know, I know because I, man, I've been, I've been down there at the bottom. You know what right. I mean? It's not a good place, and I don't want to be someone that portrays to say, "Hey, he's always walked a straight road." Because I didn't. You know, right. I was, I was young, and, and that's why, I like, the boxing saved my life. So, like, when it comes to the journey as you as a boxer, right? So, your very first match, what was your feelings going into that? And then your very last match, what was your feelings going into that? My very first match as a boxer. Yeah. Okay. Because you started kickboxing first. Yeah. Right? There's different stories. Well, let's start there. Well, yeah, let's start there. Yeah, let's start there as a kickboxer. To me, I felt like that's where my fighting career started. It started in 2001, maybe July. It, it was in. Uh, it was called. It was in Dallas, Texas. It was Sancho World uh, Kickboxing Championship and. and and all these people, you know, like karate, they got like the black belt and all that. Well, kickboxers, they got the sash, and you there's black sashes. That's that's the best, of the best. Man, I started I started dabbling in kickboxing about you know six months ago, <laughs> and 
And but when I got in there to this guy that was a former fighter, and he said, "Let's see what you got," and he threw me the gloves. I, oh, there's a journey going along because I was wanting because MMA was going along, you know, right. man. So I started dabbling kickboxing because I wanted to get my my striking down. And, and finally, I said I was 23 years old, and I I didn't have no fights, and I said. I want to have a fight. So I went to this gym. I was in Louisiana at that time, Lafayette, Louisiana. I went up to this dude. I said, I want to, I want to get some fights because I was going to do MMA. That's what I was going to do. Right. And I said, I want some fights. He said, you want to bang, huh? I was like, I said, yeah, I want to fight. I want to get fights under my belt. I've been dabbling in kickboxing for like two years, I told him. And I said, I want to fight. He said, all right. He, came, he got some gloves. He threw me the gloves. And he's a... He was a Italian. He kind of looked like a Puerto Rican. He was big, about you know, five eleven and about one ninety five. Little stout, big chest, and threw some gloves and threw me the gloves. And I was like, oh shit! I was like, all right, my well, shit, you know, so, you know what I mean? Like, all right, you know. At that time, I was uh, I was about one seventy five, whatever. Yeah, about one seventy five, and threw them gloves on. We, you know, was kicking and you know, just no growing shots and. We squared up, I move it around and bam, jab, bam, boy's head went back, bam, jab, and boy's head went back again. Bam, I just whopped him right hand, bop, 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 and man, I just moved and man, I just keen him, bam, I just, and he <laughs> throwing his kick, man, I just, bam, 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 I just, man, I was just jacking him up, man, I was just like, man, I, boom, I was just, my jab, my right hand, man, I was just, and, and they weren't even technical punches, these were just punches I was hitting with, right. bam, bam. And then, just don't hang yeah, man, I'll just, and I, I, I pulled back a little bit because, man, I'll knock him out, man. I was, you know, and I was like, shit. And then after he was like, he was like, dude, man, we're going places. Yeah. He was like, man, he found that Sancho. He's like, man, if you can win this, he's like, man, this is a good, he said, you'll win this one. And I said, man, I'm, a, he said, you're supposed to be black sash and all. He's like, oh, shit. He said, we'll get you in there. He said, you, he said, you'll blow through all that. And I was like, all right. So, I mean, there was no one around that I could spar because, man, I I mean, there was people start coming because I right. was, man, in and out trains. So, I mean, his he, his gym, gym membership increased because I, I trained like, you know, I was I was his prodigy, you know, so right. it was good for business for him, too. And, uh, yeah, and that story on my first fight, I was, you know, I let all my man because I couldn't even tell you how many street fights I've been in. Straight up, you know, right. in my life, I can't even tell, man, hundreds, you know, hundreds, and I, it's no crap, you know, man, I, right. I'm not, I just, man, I'm, I don't know why I love to fight, you know, I love to fight back then, I, when I was a kid and I was young and, 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 you know, that fight right there, so I told all my homies, my family, my, my all my brothers, they all came down to Dallas and, and, uh, and, and I trained, man, I was training, man, I was like 172 pounds, man, I was just ripped, man, I was just I was strong, I was probably running 13 minute, two miles, man, I was just like, I was, man, he admitted I was a monster, man, I, I, I was, I was in some phenomenal shape, and my mentality was just like, I was just boiling, I was explosive, you know, as far as like grinding, and I remember, because then we got there, and I didn't get no, he got to fight someone first. And I didn't, and how that bracket worked, I didn't get to fight. I had to buy. And so he got to fight, man. And so I watched. 
So if, when I, I watched him, I got her. I start getting warm. I start getting warm before he even fought. I was warming up. Right. Like, man, I was just so pumped, you know, and it was hitting me to me and my trainer, and he was getting me warm too. So we was like, and, and we and it was in the morning. <laughs> it's like, man, it was probably like ten o'clock. Man, we started moving around. Man, I didn't fight till like four o'clock. Man, I warmed, mm. I warmed up that whole time. Man, I was so pumped right then and there, and I went out there, man. I was already tired because I had been warming up for like three hours, man. And just a, a, a helmet mistake. <laughs> and and I went out there, man. I was boom, boom, just dropping shots. Boom. And this kid was, I know he wasn't. I'm was knocking him out, man. Boom, boom. I was just left hooks, right hands. And man, he was like, he was getting out of the ring, man. I was dropping him, man. And this is this is uh, Sancho kickboxing. You can kick, you can knee, you can just nothing in the groan. I mean, he could foot sweep me and it's the Sancho kickboxing he can hit a double leg and pick me up in the air and slam me on the mat you know or he can lock me up and he can just chunk me you know this is Sancho kickboxing like you know so he don't have to just be taking this assault from me about my momentum man he he couldn't do man I was just like he just had to ride it I mean he rode him man I come in oh man he rode rode him and then boom, he kicked me, he kicked me and nothing. So then I kind of slowed me down and he kicked me again. And when he kicked me, I did a 360. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. And then I felt how tired I was at, right after that kick. And man, he just, we did two rounds and they, they score after each, it's three rounds if it goes. Um, after every round they score, he won the first round because he's at the end. He started coming on that he won the second round. We didn't go to the third round. The second round, oh my god, <laughs> man, I was dead, dude. Yes. Oh my god, man, I tried. To, I was only thing keeping me alive is my wrestling. I was hitting double legs on him. I was going to get my ass knocked out. Hey, Hell no. You no. remember that fight between uh, Shane Carlin and uh, Brock Lesnar? First round, he takes him down and just beats the crap out of him. Second round, come out, he was too tired, couldn't do anything, and Brock Lesnar tapped him. Oh, man. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's experience. You know, that's being in those situations. Anyhow, uh, the dude ends up beating me, and, and uh, I remember I, I exerted so much energy, like a rookie mistake. I, I you know, and I, I internally, spiritually, and physically, like I am I, inside, I, I was ready to go way too early. You know, I should have held back, but I didn't. Right. And um, well, probably like two weeks later, the tough man, they, they banned it for a while in Oklahoma. And, and this was in 02, I think, maybe 03. Um, they brought it back to Lawton. They said, hey, tough man's back. And all my family, you know, cause they knew I was coming. Right. Like everyone was, man, and then tough man, there were some good fighters. Don't, man. Lawton, you talking about Lawton, man? This man, there's there's some good fighters in this area. Like right. we're talking about all the soldiers in Lawton Ford Seal. We're talking about all Lawton. I mean, there's a lot of athletes in Lawton, and then with the soldiers, you're getting some. There's always boxers, boxers all the time right. in in the army. And so I mean, yeah, like Grady Brewer, tough man. That's where he come from. Man, I remember when I was coming up with Grady Brewer, just he was waxed there, but I was like, man, I was like. That's what I'm doing right there. Right. I was young. He was out. He was doing it when he was knocking dudes out. Just real great brewer. 
you know, who was before us, man, I'm going to do the same thing. I remember that. Man, I, and I joined that tough man and um, doing that Sancho kickboxing. I was still fighting doing that. And right. so I did that tough man. And man, boxing was so much easier. Like boxing for me, like is the only sport in my life, in my world that I could, I could do naturally. Like, right. man, I just, the flow of it, the movement, the, the being in position to the dance, the art, you know, for me, you know, having that, that, that art and that science just enough where you can hit and don't get hit. You know, for me, boxing was, it, I, I knew once I got in boxing, it just changed my life. Like, it, it, I, I, I can't explain it. And people always talk about that. And I was, man, I remember, I was like, shit, that's the real deal. And like, even now I know so much about boxing for my, for my time that, I want to pass it to someone else. You know, I want yeah. to, I, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's coming, you know, it's coming soon. And, and, and there's a, it teaches you so much, you know, the sport of boxing, it changed my life, you know. Like I was talking about earlier. So going into your, your final fight, what was your mindset then versus your very first fight? Oh yeah. Shoot, man. <laughs> I was tired. Yeah, like, man, I was 37 years old. I was in 2016, and I have been fighting since I was, like, 23. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about I've been grinding since I was 23. Right. Like, I've been trying to be the best I could be as a as a fighter since I was 23 years old. Like, And, and to do that, I had to, like, be the in yourself, the best person you could be. So, man, right. and... I remember being so disciplined and all them regimens. I, I it, it got to a point. I said, "Man, I just can't wait till I'm normal That's when I can right. do." You know, because the regimen was tough. You know, and pushed myself at the end to finish. Because man, I didn't want. I was really finished at like 34, 35. You know, like mentally, right. it was like I was. But I didn't know it. You know, I didn't think I. I was. You know, but at the end, I knew. Right. Like you know, I knew I was. You know. Time was near, and, and I did what I could while I could. What know? was the first sign? Just training, just the uh, um, the hunger, the, the hunger. passion, the belief. Like you got to really believe that you're gonna go be the best. Like you, you have to. I don't see how you can be a fighter if you don't believe you're gonna be the best. Like you're gonna be the, you're gonna conquer the world. Like that's, you have to like, you have to think of yourself like that. So when you get in the ring with these people, that's what you already know. Like, man, I, I that's what you got to tell in your mind. That's the mentality. So that's how I had to do as a boxer coming up. One knew, nobody knew who I was. I wasn't, I didn't fight in all these golden glove championships and, wasn't from California or Texas and, you know, like people from New York. I went from, I just, I come from off the streets of Southwest Oklahoma. Right. And because I had power and I had uncles and I grandpas and family that was, a, I had a long line of traditional boxers. Man, I could fight when, man, I could fight when I was a kid. I knew I had a jab, I had a right hand, I had movement, I had head movement. I mean, I, all the the fine stuff. I mean, I learned that later. But man, my jab was not eat anybody up with a jab. Bam, bam, man. I drop boys with jab. Bam, <laughs> knock them out. Like, oh, how? Yeah, just with a jab. Bam, you know, good jab. 
The last dude you boxed, he's still boxing, right? Did he just box like last week or last month? Yeah, Murata, Ryorda Murata. He just fought Triple G about a month ago. Triple right. G, you know. Yeah, yeah. At one time, he was the the, the tyrant monster. I, even me, I was like, man, I don't want to, because that's a beat down. Your body's going to go through. So even right. if your willpower can endure, you're, he's going to. But ultimately, if once he touches in your brain, if he, you don't make that call. Your brain makes that call if you're standing up or yeah. not, you know. And I've heard stories about Triple G's hitting power. Uh, my homie uh, Carson Jones, who to me is the best one from Oklahoma, is Carson Jones. About eight years younger than me, a little uh, black guy from Oklahoma City, from about Millwood area. Yeah, man, he's the best one. Man, he's well, I don't. Grady Brewer is good. Don't get me wrong. No, Grady Brewer. It's a lot more. Huh? Man, yeah, lot and Grady Brewer just just got God gifted power and talent. Man, he just could hit, and in in his prime, he could be. Where you can't hit him, always out of position, and he'll so, go the body head. So Grady, explain Gr- explain Grady Brewery. Is Grady Brewery is the dude that he was on the HBO document no, series? No, uh, ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, yeah, he was on that that series, Contender. Yeah, Contender. Yeah, and it was a million dollar million dollars they fought for, but that one was for five hundred thousand. Right. And uh, and it was all aired and yeah and that so that one put him out, you know, put him out there and he won right. it. he won the contender, won that half a million dollars he represented. And at that time he already had like probably eleven losses on his re- professional record because he was fighting all the time. BB joined the fighting scene, he just started fighting all the time, right. getting, you know, five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, just getting thirty thousand, just grabbing these fights, you know. <laughs> Sometimes he didn't train, and that's why he had those losses. But he was, he had power. He knocked boys out. Same man, he's knocked boys out. Like so, when that contender, he was, you know, he's older than me, so he was already going through everything I went through, you know. So now he's, you know, this is before my top, you know. Uh, Grady Brewers is on top, you know. He he he's man. He he's living it up. He reaping some of the rewards as a fighter, as winning contenders. So man, he's on top of the world. Grady Brewer, for me, man, has always been a good dude. Like I got nothing. Man, he's always been courteous. Like that's the number. He's probably courteous. Man, this dude's a good dude. Like some people are just good people. Man, he's a he's a good person. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and man, and he's a. I got to watch his career, so I learned from that career. I learned from not being in. I was in the gym, and he would he went in the gym, and then he would show up. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have a fight that Friday, and be on Monday. He'd been in the gym in months. <laughs> <laughs> he was just laughing. Yeah, man. So I and I learned a lot from you know from having. We call him BB. So I don't know. I mean, he's Grady Purr, but he's BB. <laughs> yeah, man, and, and I always said in my boxing career, I always got to see where I was in the world. I go, I spar BB. Me and BB's been sparring my whole lifetime. You know, boxing. I've, I've had the opportunity having Grady Brewer has been my whole lifetime. That's why he can validate. You know, we can validate each other. Right. You know, and he could probably tell me when he thought I was in the best shape, and I could tell him when he was in the best shape. Right. Because there was times, there was different times, you know, because he really picked it up after the contender. That's when he, because then he was worldwide. Like, everybody right. knew him. And, I mean, 
And, and I was this guy that was trying to make a name coming up, just following him, you know. But what I, I did is I kept my record undefeated. So it it made him say, 20 now, 25 now, what? And, and BB's saying, like, man, he's, he's, he can bang, you know, because, man, right. we was banging, you know, ever since we, we me and him have been banging long time. Yeah, yeah, and, and I remember body shots, I remember headshots I remember sometimes he was just fast like he didn't hit him with no power shots he was just moving and just dun, 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 just but he was throwing those bunches of punches like that Bivol did Canelo like mm. you know just like quick punches not no power punch but he just like threw like seven eight punches and that's what I remember times Bibi was doing that to me I was like I couldn't <laughs> but anyhow you know that in being in here you know we're not from a heavy populated area for me it was going to Oklahoma City. Southside was the first gym I walked in, the Mexican gym. And, you know, I was, I was a little worried, you know, and went up there, break shop, you know. And next time I walked up, oh, Comanche was there. Oh, everybody, you know, everybody, I had a respect, you know, everybody right. I was there, you know. Then then after that, I everyone would be showing up to the gym. The best in Oklahoma City coming, I, you know, doing them up. You know, just bam, 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 bam. You know, I was, you know. How, how long did you go on the video for? Nine years. I went nine years. I think I was 34 when I lost. So, and this was as, as a professional fighter. When you fought, though, you had the whole show there, right? Oh, yeah. That was a whole other thing, you know, like building that, that entourage and, you know. Man, I've always been the promoter, you know. So doing that, we had the we had the drum, we had the dancer, we had I had my cousins. They was the rappers. They had their own music, so it was like a show. You know, we we synchronized it just right. When I came to the ring, we would say they. I was always like the the A side, so I came second. That my opponent would come to the ring, he'd get to the ring, and they'd say, "Now in the blue corner." And it's, it's, and get ready for the blue corner or champion. If I'm saying, as soon as they say that, then the lights will cut off, and then you hear a, a, a drum go, a powwow drum go, and then you hear, and it's a powwow drum, and, it's, and, it's, and then you hear someone, yeah, yeah, and you hear that drum going, yeah, yeah, and everyone, and then you hear all these Indians in the crowd, like, ah. Man, everyone's hooting and hollering, and the whole crowd got, and then right. that drum just gets loud, and they all start singing. Ah, and then it's that drums going. We have my man, and then here come when they're when they're hitting that drum real fast. It's probably about a minute, and then this dancer comes running down the aisle. He's running. He's a fancy dancer. He's got these these feathers on his back, and he's got some uh, just on his back. They're kind of small. They're not big because they're kind of small. Because he's a warrior. He got to be quick. They can't right. fall off. And he has like on his knees, so he's running. And he he it's my it's my Bobby. He runs. He jumps over the top run rope, and then they got that they got that drum. It's yeah, yeah, and he's just walking around, walking around that ring. And then and then he then he starts then they start going and he starts going fast. They go slow. They go real fast, and they stop. And then and then that's one time. Da, 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 da. Then he starts going again. He's getting down, getting down, and bam, in with the splits. And then that's two times through the song. And right. then as soon as that stopped, then the, the microphone come on. You hear somebody in the background, and you hear music come, and it'd be some hip hop music. And 
It'd be someone, yeah, Comanche boys in the building, y'all. Yeah, and then I come to, they come rapping out, and then I, they, he'll walk me to the ring, and I come in the ring, because to me, that this was just me when I was at that time th- thinking, the heritage, I want people to remember that, so that's why I sent it out first. You know, right. that's why, and I want, and that, that fancy dancers, that warrior that's coming to that ring that's going to let everybody know, like, hey, He's going to put that medicine on that ring. He said, these people right here were powerful people, so don't mess with us. That's what I, that's the mentality. And so then my my hip-hop buddies is my generation, you know, my people with, right. with the strength that we have in unity. And 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 then out here I came at the end, I was this I trained, man. I was, man, I was a machine, I was a monster, and I was like, all right, shit. Man, I'm hooting and holler, man. I was Man, I was a man. I just could, I could mow through anything, and, and I knew it. And and I was just, because I've been through that experience. So don't waste your energy getting all pumped before right. a fight. I'm just, I'm just breathing. I'm just keeping my mind. And I, I probably not even bouncing like that. I'm just being calm, being cool, breathing my mind. I'm hooting and hollering, do some work right. cries because I just, I'm pumped, you know. Oh! I see, you know, you gotta love your people, so I'll be dad my people, but I know I'm about to get in that ring. Get in that ring. I, I jump in since I jump in there, like there you are, boy. The ones that are like me, we're just like we're just, we're caged dogs on each other. As soon as I get in that ring, we're just caged up. As soon as I jump in, I'm like, shoot, you know, I, I'm about to get you, I'm about to kill you. That's, right. that's I'm about to kill you. You know, so now coming around that ring. And the refs will have to get in the way because I'll, t- I'll be talking smacks. I'm, I'm about to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. So I tell them, I'm going to knock you out and there ain't nothing you can do. And be, yeah, yeah. I'm just, no, I'm going to knock you out. You ain't going to do nothing. I said, watch, watch. And he's like, oh, I'm going to knock you out. Watch. I go back to my corner. And then, I, then I know. I can tell if he's a, if he's a chump or if he's, he's about it, you know. All right, here we go. We're about to get down. Like, come at you boys in the building, y'all. Right when you see me do my war dance, it's all over out the window when your chance. Y'all know it ain't no rematch to be had. Got beat down and beat bad. They don't want to see that again. Best believe that. I razzle them and dazzle them. At home or if I'm traveling, throw hands like some javelins. They mind unraveling. Give your spine some spasms. Keep stabbing with the jabbing. That straight left and right hook, have them on the canvas snapping. Trying to say it ain't, but you know it is Referee called me, cause you was blowing spit The mansion boy coming up, running hard, running up On anyone they put in front, to see if they coming up Raised up in powwows, 49s and throwdowns Learn how to go down, way before the four rounds See I'm a pro now, so even if I go down Get back up for some more now, oh yeah, so now When you see so me my way to the ring, scream Comanche boy, knock him out When you see me do my thing, scream Comanche boy, knock him out When this and them boys swing, scream your boy, knock him out Scrange, your boy, knock him out. Scrange, your boy, knock him out. From the very first bell, yeah. Come at you, boy, knock him out. To the very last.